Well, hello. Amen. We're here tonight. We're getting ready to start our service tonight. Amen. And uh, we're going to go ahead and um, our scripture reading for tonight, as usual, is Psalm 91. I'm reading from the Life Application Bible. Okay. It says, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will deliver me from the hunter's nest, from the destructive plague, and he will cover you with his wet feathers. And he will take refuge under his wings. And his faithfulness will be protective shield. And he, you will not fear the terror of the night or arrows that flyeth by the day. The plague that stalks in the darkness or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, the pestilence will not reach you and you will only see see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place. No harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent. Amen. I read from Psalms 91, verse 1 through verse 10. Amen. Well, thank thank you for joining us tonight. Amen. And we're going to go just have a uh, word of prayer now. We're going to go into our text for tonight. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for keeping us in your will. Thank you, God. Hide us tonight behind the cross. Hide us so that we are being in the place with God. Hide us so that we know that we feel the power of the Holy Ghost. God, hide us in a place where we can know we can be in a place with you in Jesus' name. We thank you now. We bind the adversary and all of his imps, every granddaddy demon, in the name of Jesus. I send you back to the pit of hell from wherever you come, in the name of Jesus. And we speak that no weapon formed against us of this telecast will prosper. But every word that rises up in judgment, we shall condemn it. For we are of the chosen generation. We are royal priesthood, a holy nation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. We ask everybody tonight to go to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, the book of Daniel, third chapter, amen. We do know that there's so many firestorms in our lives. There's so many firestorms everywhere, whether it's on the radio or the TV or in our personal lives, Uh, just it seems like the enemy is just coming full force. 
and everywhere in our lives, but we realize that God is in complete control. Something about fire. Fire produces something special. Fire burns out infirmities in our lives, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Fire was there when it said that they came on the day of Pentecost on one accord in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven. There was a fire. So but right now we're going in firestorms. There's covert 19 running rampant in the earth. The earthquakes, there's fires, there's storms. It looks like everything is going on in our lives, but we know that God, our God, is the deliverer. Amen. But in the book of Daniel, amen, Daniel himself, on the book of Daniel here, is starting at the third chapter. And this chapter is about a king named Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar was a leader, um, but he he was hungry for power, prestige, um, and he wanted to be well-known and worshipped. And um, he had several chances in God because but he constantly wanted to make himself like a God. Well, there is only one but God, and that God is Jesus Christ himself. Okay. Um, one of the strengths of Nebuchadnezzar and things that he accomplished was he was the greatest of the Babylonian kings. The Babylonian kings, like today, um, the United States is supposed to be the powerhouse of military force, military might, uh, uh, strategies and forces all throughout the world. We are the superpower right now. Well, years ago, the book of, uh, in this book of Daniel, um, Nebuchadnezzar and his uh, people were the superpowers of that time. And um, uh, he was, he accomplished great things. He was the king, again, like I said. He was a builder of great cities. Um, he was described in the Bible as one of the foreign leaders of God used in his purpose. So he was used in his purpose, even though it didn't look like it. Um, but God used him for a purpose. Like in our lives, God allows us to uh, be used for purposes. Sometimes we don't understand. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But we're walking in the when we walk in the sovereignty of God, um, God's will uh, will be done in everything in our lives. Um, well, here this King, Amen. Um, he decided that he would build this gigantic um, statue, a statue of him, Amen. And uh, he wanted everybody to bow down and to worship him. So I'm going to read a little bit and we'll go on from there. Well, Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. It starts out by saying that King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue. Um, This is the Life Application Bible. And it was 40 feet high and nine feet wide. 
and he set it upon the plains of Durham in the province of Babylon. Okay. So he decided he was going to build this huge um, statue of himself. And this place called Durham, well, this was the particular city um, that it was going. And then he decided that he was going to tell everybody to bow down and worship him. Okay. Verse 3 says, And, and the Sapstra, um, the perfect, the governors, the adversaries, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, all he decided was to be one of them. Now I've built this statue of me, and I want you to bow down when I want you to bow down. Bow down because I'm king. Bow down because I control you. Bow down because this is what I want you to do. Because I want you to look at me as if I'm a god. Well, verse 5 says this. It says, and when you hear the sounds of the horn, the flute, the zipsta, the lyre, and the harp, the drum, and every kind of music, uh, that you are to fall down and to worship the golden statue that of King Nebuchadnezzar. So here the king decides that right now I built this statue that, uh, that's so big, so wide, and at my command, I want you to bow down and worship me. Okay. Now, verse 7 says this, and therefore, then all the people uh, that heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the zipsa, the lyre, and the harp, every kind of music, um, the people of every nation and language fell down and worshipped the statue was the king of Nebuchadnezzar. Well, everybody decided they were going to bow down. Of course, he was the king. Because the king could control your destiny. The king could control who was in charge. The king was large and in charge. Amen. And so they go on to go on to uh, uh, the fur of the seventh verse here, and um, you'll see um, that um, God was dealing with his people. God was dealing with his people. God was uh, dealing with his people, um, but they didn't acknowledge who God was. They were more less acknowledging who the king was which was Nebuchadnezzar. Let's go on down to verse 8. It says that this is this particular talks about the furnace, the blazing furnace. Okay. So now some of the Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward uh, with malice intent to accuse um, and to say to the king that Nebuchadnezzar, um, may the king live forever. In other words, they began to butter him up because they wanted to destroy Daniel. Okay. And basically what he was saying, okay, now we're bowing down, but there's somebody that's not bowing down. And that's not fair because 
were all supposed to bow down uh, to the king. Amen. And it says, and there was a decree, a decree that everyone who heard the sounds of the horn, the flute, the zipster, the, the harp, and the drum, every kind of music must fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever does not fall down, amen, um, to worship him and the throne, they'll put them into the furnace, a blazing of fire. Okay, so here. They're putting a little bug into the king's eye. Nelsa? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, hold on. One moment. because he heard the bad news about Daniel and his friends. Hallelujah. 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 And so God is dealing um, with Daniel because he knew that with one of his good friends, they brought them back from Babylon. They bought them the pack and they trusted them. But they knew they were not serving the same God. Amen. So now, here is the golden image. And Daniel, everybody's worshiping the king, but not them. Okay. So, um, so verse 11 says, and whoever does not fall down, and worship will be thrown into the flame of fire, a blazing fire. And there are some Jews who have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men have ignored you, the king, and they do not serve your God. Isn't it strange that the enemy himself will find out what you're doing and create confusion? Isn't it funny that the enemy will watch you and set you up to try to destroy you? Isn't it funny that as people of God, sometimes the enemy is set out to destroy you because 
they don't like you. They don't want to take they want to take your place or they want to to destroy you because they want to take your position. But when you're anointed by God, when you are appointed by God, that nobody can stop you, block you, hinder you, hurt you because you're walking in the will of God. Isn't it funny, those same people that were sitting around bowing, but while they were bowing, they were thinking how they could take Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the place of God. But something about the fire of God, the fire of God burns out every infirmity. The fire of God will destroy everything around you that's not like God. The fire of God will make you, make your enemy confused. The fire of God, because they had made up their mind that they would not serve any other God but our God. Amen. And we have to have to be like that in that place with God, that we must stand. We must stand no matter what happens. I don't care what's going on around you. I don't care what every, things are happening uh, in such a way that nobody knows what's going on. People are dying right and left. People are confused right and left. The enemy now has a war now between white people and black people, Hispanic people. The enemy is taking people out in droves. Amen. So we have to know who our God is. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they told the king, I would not bow down except our God. And that's what he wants us to do uh, in 2020, so that we must not bow down to the things that are not of God. We must pursue and recover. We must hang on in there no matter what's happening like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You must remember that these young men, they were brought back from their country at an early age because it was a custom um, from the other, from the Babylonians was that when I conquer you, I conquer your God. When I control you, I control your God. But God had given them favor, even as children, whether it was uh, not eating food that the Babylonians eat or the consistent prayer life that Daniel had. Because when you have the hand of God on you, no matter what's going on in your lifetime, that God is the ultimate sovereign will of God. They didn't bow down. I can imagine just sitting and thinking to themselves, because they were three, it's like, it's not like having one person. Sometimes when we go through things and we begin to think and talk out loud. But here you have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'm sure they had time to sit down and talk to each other about what they believed, the God that they served, and the things that they've gone through. But and God has even given them favor. Um, like I said, but the enemy will watch you in your favor and try to destroy you. The enemy 
will stop you, become a, they'll try to become a blessing blocker. It will try to destroy us, our very core. The enemy will try to get into your very dreams and destroy you. The enemy will try everything because his object is to take us out at all costs. That's his, that's his goal, is to take us out at all costs, destroy us at all costs, change our minds at all costs, uh, get into a battle at all costs, because the enemy is a deceiver. He is a destroyer, but he cannot destroy God. God is sovereign. God is an ape. God is a strong power. God is the wheel in the middle of the wheel. God is that one in the midst of the storm when he spoke to the wind and said, uh, be still. So this is the sign of God. This is the relationship that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. But can you imagine them going up to the king and um, the enemy had put little little things in the ear that they're not doing what we're supposed to do. and um, Because basically, you know, jealousy, jealousy is dangerous. Jealousy will make you kill your own self. Jealousy, the Bible says, is cooler than the grave. Um, and so when the king, Nebuchadnezzar, began to realize that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not bowing down, as everybody else in the kingdom did. So when he heard it, he told him, called him up and said, come on, I'm going to give you one more chance that when you hear the sound of the sakshah, the harp, the flute, and all these other things, um, I want you to bow down because I'm the king. Okay. But they chose, they chose not to do that. It says, for the Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward with malice. The enemy wants us to walk in malice. The enemy wants us to be tricky and treacherous. The enemy wants to be jealous. Amen. And it says, and then they said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, the king lives forever. You know, sometimes the enemy always just says something really nice to you uh, to get in a, make you in a good frame of mind so they can get what they want from you. Amen. It says, but the decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the zipsa, the lyre, and the harp, the drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the golden statue. So here, it reminded him again, I want you to bow down and worship the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Yeah. Now, but these men have ignored me. So here, here they're saying, um, I just want to remind you, King, okay, King forever, but they're not listening to you. They're disobeying you. King, why do we have to be obeyed if they don't? 
you give them favor. I don't know what's wrong. That's what the enemy does. He'll whisper little sweet nothings in your ear. But these men have ignored you, the king, and they do not serve your God or worship the golden image. The fear of the enemy is trying to set them up now. He wants to take them out. Okay. Verse 13 says, and then in the furious rage of Nebuchadnezzar, he gave an order to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. There's the key word. The king said rage. I don't know if something happened. I don't know if you ever been in a rage, when you get in such a rage or anger that you don't know what you're doing, you're mad at everybody, you want to punch everybody, you want to curse everybody. The king was in a rage. But remember, the enemy set him up. He said, oh, king forever. Okay. So be careful how people will be around you to butter you up, to try to, try to destroy you. So Nebuchadnezzar asked that they come before him. And so he said to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my God or worship that? So, and is it true? The golden statue? You don't bow down? Everybody else in the kingdom is bowed down. He says, and he says, and I have set that I set up. Now, if you're ready, then, and you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the sister, the lyre, and the drum, every kind of music falls down and worships the statue. And I may. But if you don't worship, you will immediately be thrown into the throne, to the furnace of blazing fire. So in other words, he's saying, now, listen, guys, I brought you here, I raised you up, I put you in a position, and because now I'm the king and I want this thing done, I want to recognize that, that we are serving the same God, so I'm going to give you just one more chance. The enemy is like that sometimes. He'll say, I'm going to give you one more chance. He'll give you one more chance to do this. And one more chance to do that. But when you have made up your mind to follow the will of God, no matter when you when you have committed yourself to Christ, like these young men, they were not going to take down. They've made up their mind. They're not going to worship any other God except God, our God. And who is God? And who? can rescue you from the power. In other words, he's saying, I don't think there's another God that can rescue you from this condemnation. I can't, I can't, I don't believe there's anything more powerful than when I put you into that fire um, and your bones will be broken and everything will disappear instantly because I'm going to make that thing ten times hotter. So instantly, if you don't do what I say, this is the last time you 
will be destroyed. And there will be nobody else that can help you. Although he says, oh, there's a need for an answer. So you need this question, answer, he says. 17 says, and if uh, the God we serve exists, then he can, hallelujah, rescue us from the furnace of a blazing fire. And he can rescue us from the power of you. So now here the Hebrew boys have made up their mind that I am not going to take him. He says, you can, he can rescue me. You haven't met the God that I serve. You might have heard of the God. You might have been around me when I'm praying. You might have been around me while I have divine favor. But you, oh, all you can, you don't know the God that I serve. And that's what we have to realize, that in times of need or when there's times when there's no need, we need to have a relationship with the God that we serve, the God that walks with us, talks with us, the same God that prays with us and for us. He does everything for us, and I shall not bow down. I shall not uh, uh, try pray to another God. Because I know the God that I serve. But you, Nebuchadnezzar, you don't know the God that we serve. And I can imagine, well, they say one by one. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar, I am Shadrach. The other one says, I'm Meshach. And the other one says, I am Abednego. But you don't know the God that we serve. He is the God, the God that we serve, that he is the, he's the fire-walking God. He is the fire-walking God that can take the flames of fire out of the flame. He's the fire-walking God that we serve. He's the fire-walking that brought me from Babylon back to this country and kept me all for such a time as this. Oh, never can answer. You don't know the God that we serve. That same God never can answer that you created. And you want us to bow down to you? Oh no. We serve the fire walking God. That's the same fire walking God that spoke the world into existence. He's the same fire walking God was there in the midst of our storm. He's the same fire-walking God was there when we didn't know we could get a next meal. It's the same fire-walking God. Hallelujah. That spoke with the prophet Isaiah. It's the same fire-walking God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus that moves and breathes and gives us our being. The same fire-walking God spoke our DNA into existence. Ah, Nebuchadnezzar, you don't know the God that we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. So, now, we're going to verse 20. It says then, and he commanded some of the strongest soldiers 
in his arms to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to throw them into the blazing fire. So he got the strongest men. Meaning, I'm sure they can't get out of this. So you make sure they're tired properly. And one by one, you can walk them in the fire. And there's no way humanly possible. There's no way that I know. There's no God that I know can bring them out of this mess. Because remember, the king was very, very scared of death. 22 says this, and since the king's commandment was urgent, and the urgent was the the furnace was extremely hot, and the raging flames filled those who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, the strongest, the strong humongous men tied them up so they couldn't move. But when they were pushed into the fire, okay, tied up, feet probably tied up. But those men who did not know our God were instantly destroyed. Instantly because of the raging heat of the fire. Fire burns out. Fire destroys. Fire, fire, fire. I don't know if you ever see when you look at a gas stove and you'll see um, it's almost a blue flame when you turn it on. Okay? Well, that blue flame is hotter than the red flame. Well, in this fire, there's no thought about the fire itself. Amen. But it talks about that they walked in the fire. They were pushed in the fire. And the men who pushed them in, they died. And they were bound in there, in the furnace. Now, this wasn't just a little oven, okay? But this was a huge, like a walk-in oven, but it was huge. It was very peaceful, even almost like the modern-day morgues they have now where they um, uh, burn the body for those people who don't want to be buried in the ground. But uh, this was that kind of furnace. It was an industrial furnace, and uh, um, it was big enough to walk around in. It was big enough. Uh, they would probably clean it out every now and then and get rid of um, uh, the ashes. But there, and the 24th verse says this, that the king Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. Well, he sat around all night long. Apparently by then, the, the anger was subsided and he realized what great size Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were. They had been of all. He had put them in power, um, he trusted him um, with his authority, but after his rage was on, 
he began to realize what he had done. 24 says this again. Uh, then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, jumped up in alarm. And he said to his advisors, did we throw three men down in the fire? That's what's happening in our lives right now in a lot of ways. We're bound in the fire. We're bound and we feel like there's no way out. We're bound when it looks like things not moving. We're bound because it looks like the circumstances not changing. We're bound because we don't trust God. We're bound sometimes because we don't understand. Because no matter what we do, God is trusting God's trust. We have to learn to trust in Him. And not just me alone. I'm learning to trust God in everything, in every way. But here, these three men, they were put in the fire and bound in fire. But then, of course, it says, and yes, of course, your majesty, we relied, we relayed to the king. And verse 25, he says, and he explained, but look, this is the king talking now. Look, I see four men in the fire. And guess what? They're not tied. In fact, they're walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. Here is the king. He's come out of his rage and begin to probably think all night long what was going on. Because we go through situations that it seems almost impossible to come out of. Realize that we're going through situations. And God it does not make mistakes. Here was a man that was enraged and was a king. But all of a sudden he realized that he had to go back and help his friends. And he began to remind him, he said, hey, let me go. But how many people you said we put in the furnace? Let me count. One, two, three, four, five. No, 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 no. Maybe my eyes are fooling me. Maybe I don't understand this. Maybe I'm having a vision. Maybe I drank too much. But let's count. One, two, three, four. Okay. Okay. I put Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Yes. One, two, three. Like the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. One, two, three. One, two, three. But, 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 but the king said, not the bystanders, but the king said, but I see. So we got to get in a place where we begin to say to ourselves, no matter what's happening, I see it's over with. I see I'm blessed. I see I'm complete. I see I'm happy. I see I'm loved. I see I'm full of passion and compassion. I see 
my prayer life is abounding in the word of God. I see that whatever God you call me to do, it is already done. I see these things just like the Hebrew boy, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. One, two, three. How many did I put in the fire? King? Yes, I did. One, two, three. One, two, three. Fire, son, holy ghost. Father, son, holy ghost. Father, son, holy ghost. Father, son, holy ghost. I see four in the fire. And the amazing part is not just not walking around in the fire. All burnt up, all smoke everywhere, all shoes burned out, hair burnt, singed, and tied up. But God, the Elohim himself, came into the fire and took the heat out of fire so they could walk around in the fire of God. Who knows but serve a God like this? So surely the kin the kin begin to say, Surely this is the living God. And that's what we have to do in our lives, no matter what's going on. That surely this is the Son of God. Surely he sent back a comforter. Surely he's made way out of no way. Surely whatever I got now is going to come twice as much because God has promised me. And that's what we have to do. We must have stand on his word. We not must not bow down to a golden image. We must not bow down to the things of the world. We must not bow down no matter what's going on in our lives. We must not bow down and take down and give up. Yes, tears are good, but we have to get up. Because suppose Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego walked in and didn't have the faith to believe that God was going to bring them out. They wouldn't have been. This chapter wouldn't have been in the Bible today. This Bible, from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, every word in here is by the unction of the power of the Holy Spirit. If God says things are going to happen, it's going to happen. He does not tell us when. He does not tell us how. He does not tell us who. But he said he will. But sometimes between when and he will, we get a little shaky. Between the will and now, we get a little shaky. Between then and now, sometimes we just want to give up. But between him, there, and now, there is a God. That's why in the Old Testament, he talks about the God more than enough. The God of a second chance. The God that protects us. The shepherd's name. The God, all those different kinds of gods in the Old Testament. Because he shall supply all of our needs. The flesh will still 
on their bodies when they came out of the fire. The Bible says that there was not a singe on their hair. In other words, there was nothing burned on their bodies. Now, compare that to the three men that put them in the fire. The Bible tells, tells you that they instantly were destroyed. So there's a God that was a firewalker. And there was a God that did not know of the firewalker. And those same three men, they were uh, loosened by the Holy Ghost. They began to walk around in the fire because God allowed it to happen. He took the sting like he took the sting of the death. He took the sting of the fire that they could walk around. And they had to walk around pretty much all night long for the next day because then the king got up and ran down to see what was happening. But here was a witness to the king that their God, their Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he was there in the midst of our storm, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of when we don't maybe don't have the food to eat. But in the midst of everything, God is able. He can do anything but fail because he loves us. So we must not walk in fear. We must not walk in now. In this time that we're walking in, amen, Hayward 19, Jesus is right there. Can you imagine? God's just sitting right there with you. He's right in that chair with you. He's right in that spirit with you. He's right in that body with you because he loves you. There's nothing too hard for God. Just like here in the book of Daniel, the 13th chapter, this king was blessed, but he didn't know our God. This king was never Nebuchadnezzar. He was power, but he didn't know God. He didn't know God. This king wanted to make himself a God. So he made a graven image for everybody to bow down. But the supreme king is Jesus Christ. The supreme king is the one that created the heaven and the earth. The supreme king walked with Elijah. The supreme king walked with Deborah. The same king walked with Joshua. The same king, when we hold on to the hand of God and believe that whatever his word says, it is true all by itself. So we've got to learn to trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord because he is God. Trust in the Lord with tears in our eyes. Trust in the Lord and know because he is God by himself. Nobody dies unless God allows. Nobody is born unless God allows. He is sovereign. He is the master, teacher, preacher. He is sovereign. 
tea. We cannot wake up in the morning without him. We cannot go to sleep without him speaking to our loins to sleep. We are, the Bible says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are created in the image of the living God. So I want you to know that God loves you the same way that God loved Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God loves you too. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the Holy Ghost and fire. We thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for holding us in the palm of your hand, God. God, we thank you, God, that we're going through challenges in our lives. We thank you, um, God. We ask you to protect us and keep us and hold us. God, we want you to hold us in the palm of your hand. God, protect our family, our friends, our relatives. We thank you in the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. Thank you, we thank you for holding us in a secret place. Not a secret place of the most high God. God help us to stay in the secret place. Hold us in the secret place. Keep us in the secret place. Because God does nobody like you. So when earth passed away, God, you will be there for us in the midst of everything. But she said you never leave. She said you never forsake. She said even until the end of the year. And God, we thank you. God, we pray for this world. We thank you for our country. We thank you, God, because you know you have everything in the palm of your hand. We pray for our senators, our president. We pray for everything around us, God. But God, you promised that you would take care of your saints. But does anybody on the sound of our voice, God? God wants to give a life to Christ. God, we thank you for this. We thank you now. We thank you for moving by your power. We thank you for opening every door that needs to be opened. We thank you for ending every door that needs to be closed. Thank you, God, for keeping us walking in your will, your way, hallelujah, and in the direction you want us to be. We thank you now. We thank you, and we don't know what tomorrow is bringing, but we tell you thank you in advance. We thank you, God, for loving us and holding us and washing us and keeping us, chastising us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the wind of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the wind of the Holy Ghost, God. We thank you for the wind of the Holy Ghost in our lives. We thank you for the wind of fire of God in the name of Jesus. God, teach us Thank you, God. God, thank you, God. Teach us how to be fire walkers, God. Fire walkers, God, in the midst of our storms. Fire walkers, God. No matter what's going on, teach us how to walk in the fire. No matter what we're going through, God, with good attitude. And give us grace to walk in the fire. Hallelujah. Give us grace in the midst of our form. God, give us, keep us in a place that we know you, God. 
like this fire that you want us to be. God, keep us. Make us a fire walker. Walk us. Walk us. Walk us. Walk us. Walk us. Two and four. God, hallelujah. We thank you now for the fire of God in us. God, stir the fire in us, God, that we'll never be the same. That the fire in us, God, will burn out every infirmity. That the fire in us will hold us in the midnight hours. That the fire in us, God, Holly, will hold our lips, God, that we won't say things we're not to say. That the fire in us, Ayabuhucha, will burn up every infirmity in our lives, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God, we're not holding, we're not taking down, God. But we're acknowledging that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the master teacher, master preacher. You are sovereignty. When you spoke the world into existence, and before you spoke it, God, you were God. And we acknowledge that you are king of glory and mighty in battle. And God, teach us to begin to walk, God, like fire starters. That when we walk, wherever we walk, we start a fire in the spirit realm. And they come against every spirit that will come against us. God, let them be burned up by the anointing of God in the name of Jesus that our children, our grandchildren, would be anointed to be fire starters in the word of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm turning it back into um, Apostle. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Amen. The title, amen. Are you a fire starter? Are you a fire starter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Religion is a killer to a certain extent, you know. 
Religion means religion itself means a belief system, but then some people take it to the max, take it like beyond. Um, so we thank God on tonight for that powerful word. Amen. Make sure y'all tune in every Tuesday night. I'm answering a prayer, uh, prophets in the way at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and Sunday morning, we have Sunday morning now. Um, your viewers truly got the uh, Robertson at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, Sunday night explosion at 8 p.m. There's a church at large. Uh, we're working on trying to get a speaker for that night. Um, so we need everybody to tune in for that night. Um, we thank God for what he's doing. Uh, Tuesday night in God's word. Prophet home and Wednesday night. For better or for worse, we just let God in the 6 p.m. And at 8 p.m. episode of Alliance. The Chief Apostle Rodney Pitts. So we just thank God for what he's doing. Uh, for those who want to become a guest, or just to connect with us, with the podcast team, call us at one six three six. 422 0344 6 6 4 2 2 0 3 4 4 God bless you tonight and have a blessed night. And thank you for tuning in. A man's prayer. God bless you.